Hello, everyone, and thank you all for tuning in to The Breakdown, D-Formula's podcast, where we deconstruct the college formula for you. I'm here today with Dagny, a rising sophomore at the College of Charleston studying French and business. Dagny graduated from the Baldwin School, an all-girls private school located in the mainline suburbs of Philadelphia. Dagny, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Dagny, tell us what it's like leaving suburban Philadelphia and moving to Charleston, South Carolina. (laughs) It was a big change, a bigger change than I thought it would be. I thought that it would be, you know, fine because Charleston is, um, you know, a smaller city. But, I mean, it was fine, but it was just a much bigger change than I anticipated at any time during the process. I could definitely say that it was... A slight culture shock, although something new that happened every day, I could say that. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. So growing up in Philly, you're obviously used to the seasons and the temperature change, but now that you're down south, come November, I would imagine it's still pretty warm. What are your thoughts on that? Well, beach season lasts from March to November, um, and then, you know, early December, all of a sudden it'll get to like... 45 degrees or 50 degrees and everyone is all of a sudden freezing <laughs> and but no one turns off the air conditioning oh my god <laughs> because it, that it's not that cold yet and it, it takes you a minute to turn it off and um all of a sudden you need a coat and you didn't realize that you needed a coat and then you leave in the middle of december for you know winter break and then you come back in the beginning of january it's still you know 50 degrees and after you know six months of 85 degrees with 90% humidity. It's new, but um, it's not as bad as it is here. Here, it's almost like all of a sudden it goes from summer to just freezing in one week. I don't know how, but it's not as bad. So at Charleston, you guys have your rush season pretty early on into the school year, right when you get there, and you joined Sigma Kappa last year. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like rushing so early into your freshman year? So I wanted to rush before I got there because I wanted to join a sorority based on how I felt about it without any, you know, preconceived notions or stereotypes or any of that. I didn't look at any of the websites. I just wanted to do the rush process completely organically, which was difficult, but it it happened. Um, And I am honestly really thankful that I did it that way because I can tell you without a doubt that if I had waited until to rush this year or rush informally in the spring, I would have been too nervous to join a sorority. So um, I'm really glad that I did it early before school started. And actually last year I went down like the first or second week of August, no, the second week of August to rush. And then there was bid day and then like a day and then classes started. But this year, now that I'm rushing new pl- a new pledge class, I have to go down a week earlier than that to prepare, oh, to wow. do the whole preparing process. And then we have to rush for another week. And then we have bid day on the first day of classes at night, which is a little weird. But yeah, I actually leave next week, so. Crazy. Yeah. So how big would you say Greek life is at Charleston? I think there's about 650 girls that rush every summer, like every end of the summer, and about 300 of them to 300 to 400 of them end up in sororities. A lot of girls drop because, you know, they have a sorority they want, and that's what they want, and they don't want to be in another one, which I think is a little sad because if a group, if a sorority doesn't, if they drop you, you shouldn't still want to be in them, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. but um, it's a personal preference. 
Um, and so a lot of girls drop, so about 300 to 400 end up actually in sororities. And then um, for informal, I would say maybe 100 to 200 girls rush. Um, not every sorority does informal rush. A lot, most sororities at the end of every rush period do something called CLBs, which if a girl knows exactly what sorority they want to be in, they just interview with that one sorority and they either get a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. Um, and each sorority's process is different for that. Um, but as you get older, specifically sophomore year, there's a large chunk of people that rush as sophomores. A lot of my friends that I made last year are rushing this year. Um, so yeah, it's to answer your question, it depends on what grade you're in, what your views are on the rush process, mm-hmm. and if your views change while you're at school. Okay. So pretty big. Yeah. But not really. So do the sororities and fraternities have houses? Yes, most of them do. Um, there's only three fraternity houses because we unfortunately don't have many fraternities anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some issues years <laughs> back, but um, almost every sorority has a house. My sorority's house is actually the only sorority house on Fraternity Row. We took one of the old fraternity's houses. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, they're all row homes. Um, very cute. Very Instagram worthy, aesthetically pleasing houses. Cute. Ours is teal. It's very nice. That sounds so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are the dorms like at Charleston? Um, again, it depends how old you are. Freshman dorms, not gonna lie, a little cringe. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's fine because the location of all of them is pretty. Like, it makes it worth it. Uh Um, I actually, I had a really great dorm situation. I got into a suite with three really awesome girls that are three of my closest friends today. And we all, like, we met each other online, and we were so excited. And they wanted to live in this dorm called Liberty. And I really didn't want to live there. I just got a weird vibe from it. And then they had all put it on their list, and I didn't. And then we got chosen to live in Liberty, and I was really not excited. But it turned out to be awesome. It was perfect because, in my Yay. opinion, it was the best location. So if you're going to College of Charleston, yes, Liberty's not the cutest. But the location, the five-minute walk to class when you're running late, it's worth it, I'm telling you. So please keep that in mind. <laughs> Warren is too far, even though it's cute. I'm telling you. So are all freshmen required to live on campus or do some people live in apartments? No, not all freshmen are required to live on campus. Plenty of people, you know, live at home with their parents. Um, Plenty of people, you know, have their own place. Plenty of people, you know, have houses in town. Like, it's it's about what you want. Um, But if you live on campus, you are required to have some form of meal plan. That can be an off-campus meal plan, which allows you to get food at restaurants around town, um, you have to have some kind of meal plan, I believe. So tell me about your classes. Coming from Baldwin, we were obviously used to a very small class size, but how are they at Charleston? To my complete surprise, the majority of my classes had less than 20 people in them. Wow. Except for the classes that were, you know, huge lecture halls with 75 to 100 kids. Mm -hmm. Not 100, 75 is more accurate. Like math classes and... I'm taking chem this fall to fulfill my science requirement. Not excited, but that there's only one section of chem and it has like 250 people in it. So that's going to be interesting. I heard it has 250 people in it. I'm a little scared, but you know, that's really we'll see. Um, But yeah, I mean like my, I'm a French major. So my French class, one of my French classes first semester, it had like eight kids in it. 
because it was an upper level French class with a bunch of juniors and I was the only freshman. And yeah, it was kind of weird, but everyone was really nice. Also, it's not that much different from Baldwin because guess what? There's a lot less boys in classes than there are girls. So it's almost like I'm right at home. <laughs> okay, so to shift gears here a little bit, tell us about your dining experience. I'm not gonna sugarcoat this one. I'm so sorry. It sucked. I'm so- <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that may have been the wrong word to choose. I love CFC with all of my heart. I'm so happy that I ended up there. I definitely think that it was the universe steering me in the right direction because it is exactly what I needed to get out of my little funk. But, um, girl, the dining, they need to fix that, okay? <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> Both of the dining halls are brand new, but the food options so it's like you never know what you're gonna walk into like you think you're either walking into prison and eating jail food or you're walking into like you know continental breakfast at the ritz carlton you just you never know we appreciate your honesty Jackie. <laughs> so it's not something that makes cfc you know like the worst thing ever it's not a deal breaker because there's so many amazing restaurants in charleston and especially right near campus there's a lot of really amazing low cost like quick food restaurants like sushi thai food chipotle five guys all these places are like two minutes from Perfect. liberty dorm so it's, it's not a deal breaker, but you know, sometimes you really don't want to buy food and then you go down to Liberty Street Fresh Foods and, you know, the other dining hall and you just are like, darn, <laughs> looks like I'm buying food today. <laughs> Crap. So are the other places that you mentioned, like Chipotle and Five Guys, are they part of your meal plan? Like, do you have, like, dining dollars or something that you can use there? Um, some of them are. Some of them are not. Like, there's Stern Student Center has, like, a little sushi place, a little, you know, sandwich place. Uh, there's Jimmy John's. There's a little uh, Mexican place in Stern Student Center and all those places um, except dining dollars. So, um but once you went out, unless you're, you want to be nice to yourself or your parents want to be nice to you and give you more, you're done. <laughs> so you have to use real dollars to go get food. But if you have an off-campus meal plan, it's a completely different situation. There are plenty of restaurants all around town, like really good restaurants that are part of the off-campus meal plan, which is really difficult to explain. It's very complicated. There are many rules. So if you want to know about that, feel free to Google. <laughs> Or they can meet with you. Dagny is yeah. going to be our first College of Charleston mentor. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of girls that I, girls and boys, not just girls, but I'm like more likely to say girls because I went to all girls school. But a few girls that I know that are coming to CFC next year, I'm very excited for them. Go Kooks. Um, but if you want to be one of them, feel free to talk to me because- Hit I, up Dagny, you I'll, guys. I'll tell you. I'll, tell you. I'll spill the tea for you. All the tea. So what's the party scene like there? Is it mostly revolved around frat parties or do you guys go off campus to clubs and stuff like that? Um, it depends on the day of the week. It depends on the week. It depends if there's, you know, holidays or people, uh, hurricanes. Don't even, talk, don't even talk to me about that. Um, if there's a hurricane, everyone's gone. Even if it's, you know, Mint Thursday, there's no one there. Um, Mint is a club, by the way. And that's their 18 and overnight. 
transcript for the parents watching, so don't worry. So, you know, that's always pop in. Uh, so frats don't even bother doing anything on Thursday nights. Uh, Friday nights, big night for those fraternities. They love just having a blast on those Friday nights and Saturday afternoons. Saturday nights, for some reason, are kind of dead sometimes. Like, sometimes there will literally be nothing going on on Saturday nights, and everyone's like, Saturday night, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> so, yeah. I guess it just depends. Yeah. It's definitely something new every week. Always. Okay. So, I know you said to not talk to you about this, but tell us a little about that hurricane situation. Oh. So, as you know, if you've looked at a map recently, Charleston is a coastal city. And as you know, if you've been watching the news for the last five years, 10 years maybe, hurricanes are a thing now, often, too often, you know, a little warming, touchy subject. Um, <laughs> and um, I don't, I guess it's, you know, Charleston's coastal location and something about the El Nino. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not a meteorologist, but just about once a season, there's a situation mm -hmm. where there is some horrific storm <laughs> that just like forms out of nowhere and the city is evacuated and everyone has to leave. And if you live in a dorm, they're like, oh yeah, we're closing the dorms. If you don't leave on your own, we'll take you to USC and you have to sleep on a cot in the gym. Ooh. So, um, yeah, it just, it happens. Last year there was two but the only one of them was an evacuation and I had to come home for a week. I got back to school, there was some branches on the floor, literally. That's all that happened was some branches. <laughs> some palm trees were just, there was some palm on the, on the ground. Uh, yeah, I missed eight days of class for that, which I'm not complaining, cause you know, it was nice to have a little break, but considering it was two weeks into school, I didn't need the break yet. <laughs> you should have asked me, you know, right before final second semester, <laughs> that's when I needed the break. <laughs> Um, so did you have like an extension to the school year? No, no. They build in days just like Baldwin did. Mm -hmm. You know, those snow days, <laughs> Charleston doesn't know what snow is, but apparently two years ago, the year before I got there, there was the first snowstorm in 30 years, an entire inch, everything was closed <laughs> for a week. They freaked out. No, literally, like, like it's Google it. It was the thing, the Charleston snowstorm. Also that same year, there was this thing called the thousand year flood where it just like rained so much that like everything was flooded, which when it rains in Charleston, it rains. So yeah, sometimes class gets canceled because it's raining too hard and people can't get into town. Mm -hmm. So Charleston is a really cute small city, which I'm sure students like to go and explore. Are there any popular spots that students like to visit? Oh yes, the Instagram worthy spots. We got Rainbow Row, which is just a cute little row of rainbow colored houses. Um, the Pineapple Fountain, which uh, self-explanatory, a pineapple fountain. <laughs> um, there's the Battery, which is a park right on the water at the very tip of the, the thing that jets out into the ocean. Charleston's kind of a cone shape that just kind of jets out into the Atlantic Ocean. The Battery's like the very tip um, and it's a park right on the water. It's very, very beautiful, very Instagram worthy. Um, there's some really trendy restaurants with really aesthetically pleasing food. Give us some names. Uh, where do I begin? Um, the Silver Dollar Breakfast, 20 out of 10. If you want a good steak, Halls. 
nowhere else, just halls, the only place to be. Um, Fig is always really good if your parents are in town and they want to treat you. Um, that's a good, that's a good number of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking right now, but. You know. All right, so to wrap things up, tell us your favorite three things about the College of Charleston. <sighs> Only three? <laughs> you can give us 20 if you want. <laughs> Okay, well, as I, do you remember in the beginning of this podcast when I was talking a little bit about the culture shop? Yeah. Uh, the first time I went there with my mom, um, people were so nice that we thought they were like con artists because people in Philadelphia, in case you haven't noticed, are awful and mean <laughs> and like to yell at you and rude and not very nice downtown. But, you know, when we first got there, this nice man just was like, in the southern accent, do you want some help with your bags, ma'am? And we were thought he was trying to, like, steal our bags or something. <laughs> but really, he just wanted to help. Genuinely a nice yeah, person. Yeah, so the genuinely nice people, a huge shock, but a welcomed change is what I meant. Um, the weather, beach season from March to November, never complaining about that. 15-minute Uber ride to the beach, people. So good. Um, and so people, the weather, and the campus. In case you haven't heard, um, Charleston was ranked the number one city in the U.S. Again, the most beautiful city. I agree. You know, there's posters all over campus about it because, you know, the College of Charleston was very proud once again. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. It's very beautiful. So, yeah, and the campus, the way that they maintain all the historical buildings and have turned them into you know, offices and classrooms, but maintain the integrity of the history of the city. I really love that, so. Amazing. So to finish, Dagny, what would you say is the single most important thing you would tell your high school self? <laughs> um, <laughs> get ready, because in some ways, it's completely different than you think it's gonna be, but in others, it's exactly the same, so in the best way possible. Be ready for the change, it's welcomed, trust me. I know it's scary at first, but it's all gonna be fine. All right, so Dagny says it, be ready. Dagny, it was a pleasure having you on The Breakdown. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have talked to everyone about this. I'm sorry if I stuttered a lot. You are perfect. Thank you all for tuning in and come back soon and we'll keep deconstructing the college formula. You can download D-Formula on the iOS store to meet with a college student on campus or through video chat. For more information, you can check out our website at D-Formula, which is D-E-F- O-R-M-U-L-A dot com. If you're interested in a feature on The Breakdown, email us at thebreakdown at deformula.com.